This is Jeff. Does it ever occur to you that the things that play across the stage of your recovering consciousness while you lie in a torpor are more real than the world you perceive through those gelatinous, waking eyes? Of course it does not. Nonetheless, please turn your limited capabilities toward remaining here until after all these things which must now happen. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Shelly? Shelly. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. So Princess, so what happens Princess next, Chris? Uh, <laughs> walks back uh, with the intense consequences of walking away and has to deal with those. Tiberius, what's next on your on your list? Well, shucks. Put my hands in my pocket. I'm feeling a little bit like Ryan got burned pretty bad there. So I'm going to go get a drink. Oh, that's Paris. Actually. Oh, Paris. That's Sorry. Paris. Yeah, I Paris. got burned. Yep. No, no worries. Prentice is really handing out the burns, and, and yeah, you you were not spared that. So feel, feeling the, the scorching heat and knowing the blisters will soon develop, which bar do you head towards in order to get a drink? Back inside or stay outside near the infinity pool? Is there one upstairs? You haven't checked out upstairs, actually. I'm gonna go scope upstairs to see if there's a bar. You go back through the plate glass windows and make your way up the large staircases up. I'm gonna go ahead and pull you to that scene. One sec. As I described to Paris, there are lots of folks up here kind of scattered around the balcony, some looking out the windows across the deck outside in the city of Long Beach, farther out, of course. Folks in business suits, you've got some good looking uh, clubbers, people of party, as, as we've dubbed them. It's getting fairly busy up here. Again, ubiquitous security everywhere. This looks like where the suites are. There are doors, double doors that appear to lead toward uh, rooms as they are marked. Suite one, suite two, etc. Is there any marking of like a master suite or like no, a nothing that, penthouse? No, nothing that looks like that except one of one of the doors, uh, suite one, it, they're double doors. The others are just single. Oh, okay, all right. I'm gonna walk over there, do a little, little drive-by. Yep, there are two security gentlemen there suited. They watch you as you drive by holding your glass. You peripheral vision them as they Give you the old, you ain't going in here stare. Mm, mm-hmm. And these these are beefy boys? These are two beefy boys, both bald and bearded with tattoos. Okay. 
Um, copy paste of Chris Hamjay. <laughs> I'm gonna go out to the balcony. You are on the balcony. There is not an out balcony. It's just plate glass windows that look down over the deck. Oh, and gotcha, the infinity gotcha, pool. Gotcha, gotcha, yep. Gotcha. No worries. There are bathrooms on the other side of the balcony, on the south side of of the building. If you want to do some more bathroom magic. I mean, I was, I was actually looking at that bathroom, and I'm like, it's man. like close up magic, but with penises. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, do I want to be the guy who always always goes to the bathroom? That's my thing. You've already started. Being you already out. are. Okay, you're right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, you're right. Oh. So something I asked Paris was, hey, how into pop culture is Tiberius? Is he a Netflix, like peruser would he recognize lower level celebrities on site is that the kind of guy he is let me think here he definitely peruses netflix because they have great bird shows he definitely he knows who the people on the cover of people are mm -hmm. uh, but he doesn't know movie? like Us? super many details what's his what's his favorite movie it's dunkirk dunkirk okay yep. <laughs> he loves boats yep. too <laughs> gotcha you make your way to the bathroom you don't recognize anybody push your way past small crowds of folks having a good time up here and drinking you begin your bathroom ritual there's no one in the bathroom with you right now so it's it's you got it all to yourself all right i'm going to just clean up myself a little bit you know it's, uh, it's what sorry <laughs> Like, wash my face, you know, like... Oh, there. Okay, you're not washing your penis. Yeah. I get it. Okay. We all thought you were washing your penis. You're really yeah. missing out on your, your grunting wiener talk, aren't you? I didn't say I was washing my penis. You guys said I was washing my penis. <laughs> that was the assumption. The assumption automatically goes there. I mean, I kind of... I, I already told you my bathroom routine. I have to wash my hands first, then I wash my penis, then I wash my hands again. <laughs> So, hands that front, front back hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's You're supposed to go back to front, you. man. And then I, I'll I'll leave, <laughs> and I'll just go back down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well leave. done. Uh, no one, no one was there to view your shameful OCD washing. So that's that's all you. We'll go back now to Ryan. Ryan, you have been sending folks to do various dares. People are kind of loving it. You've made some folks kiss. You've made some folks trip one another, push people over, make them drop their drinks. You're causing a little bit of a little bit of trouble. What's next on your list? How many fo how many girls are around me right now? And is it kind of all eyes on me or is there general conversation and stuff around? All eyes are on you. All eyes are on you. You now have about oh, a dozen folks. Now they're, they're not all like waiting for you to orchestrate things, but you're the guy coming up with the best dares. There are there are a few breakout dare groups around you for lack of a better <laughs> term, but people are, people are enjoying this game and it seems to be slowly ramping up. Cool. Am I able to turn to just like the couple girls closest to me and be able to like, talk to just them or is is that not absolutely okay so yeah, you can totally do ryan's that. gonna do that and say um so either of you guys get picked picked one of the girls asks oh you weren't yeah rowan uh famously he at these parties he usually you know picks a couple people let's say he's interested in oh they look at each other yeah um we came later than that God, smile so. one of them takes a sip from her drink and raises her eyebrows as if there's this unsaid secret that's being aired out 
Yeah, but not so late that you still don't know something. And he's going to give her a wink. Will you persuade? Success. I'm killing those 23 girls? out of a target 82. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hun, I'm from one of the agencies. So is Ginger here. We're professionals. Rowan doesn't really go for, for us. Gotcha. Yeah, we came in a little bit later just to kind of flesh out, you know, the floor, Ginger says to you. I hear you. What typically happens, or at least what happened last time, she raises her eyebrows, is a few of his guys will grab folks off the street, see if they want to party with the stars. Those are the types Rowan likes. Yeah, that makes sense. Ryan's going to actually, Ryan's going to look around then and see, look around the room and see if he sees if he can kind of, and I don't know if this is a human thing or whatever, but kind of dis discern body language, right? It's the, gr the the group that he's been hanging with, like, okay, cool. These are the, the fillers. So can he identify other filler groups versus other groups that like really feel like fish out of water? Yes. And in fact, this will go back to the human role you rolled at the beginning of entering this floor, which was a success. Okay, cool. And you start looking specifically for folks that might have just been offered to come up to a penthouse party right with quote-unquote celebrities or something like that you do see some folks that definitely don't look like professionals but are dressed provocatively ladies apologies you'll have to excuse me run to the restroom i'll i'll be back soon keep the party going hell yeah bathroom scene let's do it <laughs> so what is your what is your ritual in the bathroom ryan let's get this on tape please. no that was an excuse to get away from the table <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Okay. Back, front back, front. time. Sorry, front. sorry, guys. Back I'm trying to play hands. a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is then going to make his way over towards the individual or individuals that he identified. So you walk up to two girls that are apart from the more boisterous activity that is now, again, ramping up the conference room floor. They look like they're ready to go. One of them's on their phone. She's got her finger in her ear trying to say something. Every once in a while she looks at the screen and types on it furiously. The other looks morose. She's hugging her, hugging her arms. They barely look up as you approach. Ladies, you are far too beautiful to be standing here so nervous. Rough night so far? Uh, yeah, we've been here a while. Kind of just want to go home now. So she shrugs. Her friend is still on the phone. She's yelling, no, I'm at the convention center. Ah, I gotcha. Maybe I'm wrong with this assumption, but um, is this your first time at one of these? Yeah, um, she looks at you up and down. Go ahead and roll your charisma, please. Charisma, don't fail me now. Keep in mind, you are basically a very pale Moby, I think. I know, right? but my charisma hasn't been hit not yet. That's correct. Which and, is and remember to insane. tell them that they shouldn't be scared of you. And they <laughs> don't be, don't be right. scared Ladies, of me. Don't be scared. <laughs> No. Allow me to approach you. <laughs> Ryan is keeping a, a professional distance. <laughs> they told us they told us there was gonna be like famous people here. There's not. She shakes. Just uh, one Kevin Costner's just nephew. one guy outside, but like she shakes her head. Yeah. They're hit and miss in my experience. Sorry if this sounds weird, but uh did either of you guys get a chance to meet Rowan? She looks over at her friend who's yelling on the phone. Her friend turns away from the conversation. She turns back to you and rolls her eyes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been here for hours. He like had us all line up and I guess made sure we looked right for his party. He was, <laughs> he called me horse face 
Um, he's a real piece of shit. Oof. I'm sorry to hear that. That's oof. <laughs> Would you like this carrot? <laughs> That's what I came over to offer you. <laughs> I have a friend who's going through the same problem. Here's some burn cream. <laughs> 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 well, shit, if he passed on you, then who got selected? Some, like, I don't know. Hold on. What, what would this girl say? I'm not a girl. It's it's tough, guys. I got to get in Not going to lie. I've <laughs> never hit on women in my life, and this is particularly difficult for me as well. <laughs> Stroke their hair, and you feed them a carrot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you you, co- you comb their hair. Don't <laughs> be scared. Tell me about your trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. She says, "Yeah, like this, this like short girl and this like Swedish-looking slut." <sighs> she looks down. Anyway, I don't know who they were. They just just some f- girls from the <laughs> from the beach, like us, I guess. I think they're still here somewhere. Oh, they're they're here still. Ryan looks around. Jeez, I thought they would have left. And then he's going to kind of stay with his attention away away from them. She says the tall one did for sure. Um, she looked like, I don't know, fucked up. <laughs> she pulls out her phone and starts typing on it as she talks to you. She was like crying when she left the, the room. Kind of glad that uh, I guess I wasn't Rowan's type. Not like I wanted to go back there with him or anything didn't know that was what we were getting into yeah for for sure i'm sorry but that's 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 messed up and um I don't, i've i've got a little sister and just stuff like that doesn't really sit right with me um are you able to point her out to me i wouldn't mind making sure she's okay uh she looks up looks at her friend who's still yelling at her phone um she looks at you again go ahead and roll your persuade success six out of a target 82 yeah you seem like a good guy um I think I saw her outside. Uh, let's let's go out there. She turns to her friend and says, "Hey, I'm gonna go outside and uh, whatever." She turns and starts walking towards the infinity pool door. Ryan's gonna walk with her. When you're out there, she looks around and says, "Yep, it's that girl right over there." She points over to uh, a very young-looking girl. She's thin. She's short. She's wearing a tight-fitting top, short skirt. You see that she's nursing a now still flute of champagne. And there's an unlit cigarette between her fingers. She's really going mostly unnoticed by the other guests. She's off to the side, almost, well, hiding behind one of the large palm fronded plants out here on the deck. Um, I'm going to go back inside. I think my friends probably got, got a ride for us by now. It was good meeting you. She turns. Yeah, and she leaves you here. too. Get home safe. Now we're going to pause uh, your scene for a moment. Paris, you're still hanging tight. You've had a couple of moments where you've shooed some staff away successfully convince them that you're on an important phone call. I think that was your your MO, correct? That was it exactly. Okay. You are sitting tight, setting up Kip near your near your gear, which is still stowed above. Prentice, you are back to trying to become a conga master, is that correct? Yeah, Lord of the Conga. Lord of the Conga. How's that going for you? Amazing. No. Roll of charisma minus twenty percent. Minus twenty percent. You're being a real son of a bitch. But I get it. You got high charisma. No one likes a conga fascist, dude. Yeah. Conga Nazi. No conga for you. Success. Eight of 50. Jeez. We've been rolling so You, Through much cajoling, you've managed to undo the damage that you previously inflicted upon yourself. And you get these folks uh, pretty happy, pretty excited. And you move that conga line 
into formation and straight into the swimming pool. Everybody's laughing, having a good time, getting all wet and getting all their shit ruined, but having a great time. You end up pushed into the pool as the conga master in a joyful, gleeful, playful manner. And you realize that uh, you can't hear your earpiece anymore. I would get out and go to the bathroom. Cool. There are bathrooms out here, or you could go back uh, across the convention. Probably room go to whatever is more private. So if it's out here, that. Yeah, you can actually lock the door here. I'm going to check to make sure there's no weirdos doing front to back to front again before drying this. Uh, you see back to front to back. Ugh, it's even worse. You should you should go to the kitchen to get some rice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go sit in a tub of, of uh, uncooked rice. Okay. Okay, well, there's several freezer. tubs of uncooked rice right out here. Perfect. They and guess are what, very guess well where I am. clientele. <laughs> guess where I am. <laughs> Probably I'm washing your genitals again. <laughs> I'm counting that rice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, you make your way to the bathroom, Prentice, to try to figure out what's, what's going on with your electronics. There are folks in the pool that you leave behind who seem sad that you're leaving. Tiberius, what are you up to? I am going to walk around, go back downstairs. Go back down the large staircase, back to the floor. And uh, I'm going to uh, say to the group as I'm walking lowly to myself, looks like I found uh, where our, uh, our boys probably hold up. There's a master suite upstairs with two guards guarding the, the, the main door. Actually, Fabian chimes in. You have you? Did you have eyes on him? Did you see Rowan Cook? Uh, no, no, I, I didn't see him. But uh, I mean, he... what makes you think he's in there? Because that would be if he's already here. We we've been expecting him to show up. Well, we've been told that uh, he gets a little early so he can get a taste of the local cuisine. If you know what I mean? Are you absolutely sure he's he's there right now? No, no, I I'm not sure. No. Well, if you can find out, that would change things. So. Keep asking questions, please. Ten four. You hear Ford respond. Eyes on package. Green. Acknowledge. Over. Oh, okay. That's a relief. I think. There's no more chatter. You you guys see him? There's no response. Fucking rude. I go uh, back downstairs and refill my champagne, and uh, I'm going to just kind of walk around and uh, just keep a, a lookout. Okay. Go ahead and roll your search, please. I rolled a failure at 91 over 80. It's getting really rowdy here. People are getting a little bit lit up. The energy in the room is chaotic, to say the least. But you're doing your best to keep an eye out. Sounds good. Okay. Ryan, we're back to you. Young lady has left you to your own devices out here near the pool. You watch as Prentice pulls himself out, now sopping wet, pulls himself out of the pool and looks and grimaces and makes his way, stomps his way towards one of the bathrooms nearby as many folks in the pool go, aw, come back. <laughs> his mascara is running, but no one can see him crying. What's the, the girl doing? And can I call her something other than the girl? Sure, the girl, maybe, maybe soon, if, if you interact with her to find out her name. Does she but, happen uh, to have a visible dragon tattoo? No, she, she does not. Damn it, okay, well. She might have a couple yin yangs though. We're just not close enough to see for sure. All right. But, um, well, identify her pending. Okay, good deal. Go ahead and roll your human intelligence since you're scanning. Oh, she's human. <laughs> she's, human she's humanoid. She's humanoid. This is a success. Target 54, and I got a 35. You guys are doing really well. These are good successes. Yeah, this is wild. Happening. 
Yeah. This is wild. As you approach, you definitely see something's wrong with this girl. She seems to be in a state of emotional distress, akin to shock. You pause for a moment. You were kind of striding over, realize that something is wrong. She's in a state of fragility. She's holding her now still flute of champagne and again, an unlit cigarette. Just does not look like she's part of anything around her. She's in her own little world. You said she's sitting at like a table or a set of couches? So she's actually out on the deck, off to the side, away from any activity, almost hiding behind a large palm fronded plant. Okay, so I'm gonna go near her in talking distance, but enough where it's like, are you talking to me kind of like five, six feet away? Like I could be on a phone. If I was on a phone call, she would be able to hear the whole conversation. But okay, like, got it. does that make sense? That kind of distance? Yeah, yeah. So you get within five feet of her facing the facing the pool. And then I'm just going to say out loud, never been to one of these that I liked. All right. Let me go ahead and roll. Okay. She starts up as if suddenly noticing your presence, as if she didn't realize you were there before. She hugs her arms, again, still holding the flute glass and the unlit cigarette as she does so. She says, yeah, yeah. Rowan is uh, quite the force. Definitely can have a bit of a destruction in his wake, though. She snaps up almost interrupting you. Actually, interrupting you. You know him? Similar circles. Have you met him? Yeah, I met him tonight. Ryan's going to put on like a very obvious look of understanding and say, were you um, selected? Roll of persuade plus 20%. That's going to put me over 100 that's okay. You can oh, still you still fumble. do it for the... You could yeah. still fumble. Well, I didn't. <laughs> Critical or regular success. 16 out of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I've done a couple of these parties, you know, this VIP shit, whatever. It's fun. It's good money. I'm not a hooker. She looks at you. Seriously. I've never done any of that. Just flirting and showing off. I'm not a hooker. I know that. She sighs, she nods, she looks down. Do you have a light? Uh, yeah. Ryan's gonna pull a lighter out and help her out. Yeah, you speak to the internal pattern inside of your soul and fire appears in your hand. No, just kidding. Um, okay, you go ahead and pull I out. say blue, blue goo, don't fail me now. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. You go ahead and light her cigarette and uh, she takes a few puffs. You know, we all got here early and he lined us up like, like cattle. A few of us are like complaining and wondering when the party's gonna start. His security is just like making sure we stay in a perfect line. It's fucking weird. Anyway, more start arriving, these guys in suits and right after in comes this, this dude from TV, Rowan Cook. Um, he's not like super tall or anything. But he's like, um, you said you know him, right? Yeah, I know what he looks like. Yeah, so he like radiates this like energy. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to know what I mean, right? He draws you in. Yeah, so anyway, he walks in and we're all just like, oh my God. And everybody just shuts up. We're standing there at attention in our like club outfits they told us to put on to show up and we're barely making a sound. We're barely moving. It's like we've been trained or something. I don't know. Anyway, Rowan 
like walks down the line like he's inspecting us he's just walking up and down and he's calls one girl too fat and another too homely like who even says that he starts getting like really angry and mean she looks up at you at this point he turns his back to us and he says something to one of the security guys and he just goes into one of the suites up there she points beyond your left shoulder up toward the second story of this convention area up those large staircases the security guy one of them he comes up to me and this other girl i know faith and asks us to go shower and he gives us these like plastic wrap bags with new clothes in them um th this outfit that i'm that i'm wearing now i think they threw my other stuff out i i, I don't know anyway we went to one of the suites we showered we got dressed and it was weird uh security was like right outside the bathroom they were just standing there and, and they took us to where rowan was another one of the suites and and they just left us in the room with him and they she looks at you again she, they locked it we could hear like they locked it um i was starting to get pretty i don't know nervous but i was still like starstruck and, and faith was excited and so i don't know i just got kind of drawn in but we didn't really put together like in that moment what it all meant he walked in and he wasn't wearing any clothes and it all just kind of clicked um i really didn't want to be there anymore i don't think faith did either but neither of us said anything and he, he doesn't talk right he he just turned on this big projector that they've got in his suite and it starts showing like all these pictures and videos i guess and he just turns and he just stares. He just watches at us. And it's all this stuff like from, from a war or something. And it was like really, really bad, like really bad stuff. I I don't really want to talk about what it was, I guess, but it's like the worst things that people can do to each other. It, anyway, I think I asked something like, what the fuck is this? And he just screamed and he just screamed and screamed for me to be quiet. And Faith was crying and there's just something about him, something about him. He he just sat there and he made us watch and he just watched us and we just, we just cried and we couldn't, I don't know. She looks down at the ground, her cigarette has grown a long trail of ash. Once it was done, he he unlocked the door and, and he told us to leave. This security guys, they were gone at least, but I wish one had stayed to give me my clothes back. Faith was my ride and she just booked it. She just left crying. I should probably go now to get an Uber or something. She shakes her head. She stops talking. That's awful. Ryan's going to reach into his pocket or and yeah, grab his wallet and pull out a couple hundred dollar bills and say, there's a, a cab line out front. Why don't you go ahead and and get yourself a ride home on me. These parties, they're they're nothing special. They're not worth coming to. She looks at you and she says, your friend, something's wrong with him. She takes the two bills. Something's wrong with Rowan. He's still here. She points up again, that same direction she pointed earlier. In that suite back there, number seven, tell him to fucking get a grip. She puts down the champagne flute on the deck stands back up she shakes her head and she turns and she leaves and goes inside she disappears 
to the convention floor. Ryan's going to immediately say, Fabian, how much of that did you hear? Cook is already here. Forward, Francis, do you copy? Okay, okay, this changes things. Timetable moves up. You locked. You locked. Need some of you to distract security. Someone else get confirmation that Cook's in the suite right now. Need eyes on him. Straight up, need eyes on him. Forward, move in for standby. Sounds like suite seven. Francis, get to a closer position if you can. This is kismet people. Let's hope she's right and he's here. I'm with Prentice. I'll grab him. We'll we'll be drunk and stumble our way into the suite. Perfect. Perfect. Get eyes on him. Then we'll move. Brian's going to move towards wherever Prentice... I don't know where Prentice is at this point. I know he's in the area. I just don't know what he's doing. Or is he not in the area? And I'm fucked. <laughs> he went into one of the restrooms out here. You'll just need to go uh, to the okay, restroom. Okay. That's, ooh, fun. Um, and, and you didn't hear any of that, Prentice. You hear Ford respond... Route two, route four, clear. Route three, locked. Code is changed. Acknowledged. Over. Yep. Noted. Moving to position now. Over. Let's make this work. Over. Oh, thank God it's over. So you heard that, Tiberius. You heard that, Paris. We'll start with we'll start with you, Paris. What do you What do you do? I'm gonna Paris will get the bag down. Yep. You reach and, up. Uh, it's a very heavy rucksack full of all of the wonderful things that you asked for to prepare, at least. Man. It's been a minute, so you remind me, what, what all do we have in the bag of goodies? Yeah, so you open it on up, the tasers, knives, your sidearm, Paris, and Tybee's sawed-off is what you guys put in there. Okay, I don't know about the sawed-off, but the... Did I not have my gun in there? I'm cool to retro that. That seems like something you would ask for. Yeah. Oh, you were yeah, I you mean, were out there talking to... Um, Francis? To oh, Francis? Then I would have said that I did so... it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's fine. no way I wouldn't have... Had my gun there. Totally fine. I'm gonna grab, and you have to help me. How big are the tasers? Is like handheld, like these, discreet, or these large? are like taser guns. Remember, they have a restricted range, and so uh, they yeah. tend to fire much, much farther than uh, civilian models. Okay, so scratch that idea. Then you don't have to bring all of them. I was thinking if they were gonna be the smaller one. Yeah, they're the ones that fired the like the hooks. You could also just like, bring the bag out if if you want to do that with everything but if you have some other thing you're trying to do where you're just trying to take certain things out uh, totally fine yeah i was thinking about grabbing a taser and like trying to stealthily like tase someone and, and just like help help over here guards Somebody this person's him. having a Ew, it was me. No. yeah that's so funny. i was gonna go with the seizure yeah <laughs> I was say, someone's having a seizure thing. <laughs> sure. that, that that's, gonna... that's a really that's yeah. a good idea if it was a different type of taser but yeah and yeah, also tasers way. like that tend to be quite loud so that it would be an interesting attempt. That's a loud party, right? Right. Anyways, we can't. Mm -hmm. 
can't do it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we could act. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll just bring... But they've security's already made me, so I don't think Paris would, would suddenly appear in the party with a big, big, heavy duffel bag. I feel like that would raise suspicion. So he's just going to grab his gun, put it in his uh, his holster that he has under his suit. Chat. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have shit. He's not even have his jacket, does he? It's like I checked it in. You, made you it actually that, checked in your jacket. Yep. God and you have. You do have that little tile with you with the number fourteen, and you look at it and curse it. <laughs> That's what he does. He looks at it and curses. Fuck. First idea is scratched. Second idea is scratched. Third idea is scratched. Um, let me think. Plan about Epsilon. What the fuck is Paris gonna do? I hate to say this. I hate to do this because uh, this is not exactly what we call you know engaging content. But I think Paris might just hold tight, hold position while uh, they try to see if Roan's in the room. So what do you tell the team? It's, I'll hold position with our gear until we have eyes on Rowan. Can Ryan respond over the comms? Absolutely. Paris, trusting your knowledge of the map better than mine, is there a side staircase that, or some other way that we can meet you on the, the second floor with the gear? Obviously, you can't run back. You can't walk back through the main room with it, but can you get up to us? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, does that... So there's no... The there's the no... The only ways up to that floor are those two giant staircases. There is another way that was told to you during the briefing in the hotel room at the Vagabond Inn, which was they had on the floor below, which is under renovation, outside a ladder going up to one of the windows. And that was gonna be like the plan B exit if you needed one. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if that's... Uh, negative, there's no, there's no easy way for me to bring this equipment up there without flagging security. You could go up into the drop ceiling, punch through the floor like Juggernaut and explode <laughs> out of the floor to the second story balcony. Can I be screaming something angrily while I do it? I think there's no choice. I think you have awesome. to say it's Juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only option. Otherwise it doesn't work. It doesn't work. All right, so yeah. otherwise the roll fails. your party. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he does a Street Fighter style uppercut, spinning, Hell yeah. spinning yeah. through yeah. the ceiling. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. You break your fist. Okay. <laughs> Back to the in-game dialogue, and then fall and break legs. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, you know, both again, your, both your legs again. snap. <laughs> Just a oh, again. Chunk. No worries. Yeah, I I guess hang tight, but um, be ready to come find us. Oh, I'm ready. Tiberius, what are you up to? What What are we doing? Okay, so we need to find this guy. We need eyes on him, officially. Okay, Ryan, maybe Ryan can help out and say, Tiberius, since Paris is sort of locked down, I think it's up to you to to distract security. Oh, oh okay, I can do that. I'm gonna look around for our bud Gary. Is there, hey Chris, is there any chance that I've included a smoke grenade in that, in that pack of, Bag of tricks. I'm guessing that's a no. No. Right? That's a no. Yeah, that's a no. I was, I was roll luck or something. It's fine. No, that would, right, have that, been, that would have been something prepared during the prior scenes. Yeah. yeah. Man, what a what a smart thing that would have been to do. Oh well. I'm looking for Gary. Okay. You're getting uh getting your eyes across the old Oh, okay. You didn't have to didn't have to roll, but I'll I'll take that critical success. Woo! Gary <laughs> has I'm his, look for Gary and roll has search his in a room. Tie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gary has his tie around his forehead like a headband. Mm, love that. He is now shirtless on one of the tables, and he is 
dancing seductively in front of what looks like a group of business executives, both male and female, who are cheering loudly, clapping, and throwing dollar bills and other, other items onto the glass top of this large table. Gary is, again, a ponderously large man, portly. Does not appear that the table was built for his form, but yeah, he's he's definitely putting everything he has into this into this dance, which has captivated the crowd. I'm gonna walk up towards him and go, Gary, what's up, man? Henry, he says as his hips sway back and forth. Get on up here, my boy. Uh, Gary, if you got a minute, I got something really, really exciting to tell you. Come over here. <laughs> I'm working the room, Henry. This is my time to dance. His hips hypnotically sway mm. as he yells. <laughs> Do you like to make money more than you like to dance? I'm making it rain right now, Henry. The crowd's cheering as he continues. He lifts one leg up again in, in some attempt at seduction, but his flexibility fails him and it kind of falls back down uh, heavily with a thud on the glass top. Um, the stomping motion, however awkward it appeared, excites the crowd nonetheless. <laughs> I just yell, well, hell, Gary. I mean, if you're gonna be like that, you might as well do a flip. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he smiles, his eyes rolling back in his head for a moment. He goes, front or back, Henry? How do you like it? <laughs> back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And All there's right. a dead NPC. I rolled a critical failure. <laughs> a 55 out of 20. I hope I didn't kill this man. He would kill the man. <laughs> no, that would be perfect. That's kind of piece of shit. Yeah, that's a great distraction. <laughs> That's a great distraction. You see Gary look at you in the eyes. <laughs> he points he points directly at you. The crowd turns. The crowd turns and looks at you, smiling. They're all clapping their hands. They look back at Gary. And Gary, you just see with all his might, his abdominal muscles, his back muscles, his just everything tenses up and even through his again. You know, he's not in great shape, but you can even see through his blubbery form, all of his muscles just tense up and he jumps. And this is a jump for the ages. This man is at least 280, 300 pounds. He jumps straight up one, two, two and a half feet straight into the air. His form slowly... <laughs> silhouettes um, with all the lights in this, you know, almost club floor, perfectly silhouetting his, his form as he cranes backwards. Get ready to roll and he slams down with a thick, thick slap. Uh, his whole body just back flops onto the glass table. Yeah. And you just hear this horrible, sickly slapping thud as he gets just flopped hard. And of course, the glass shatters. He falls through the table, glass going everywhere. The metal frame of the table bending inward under his weight somehow. Ikea, probably. And <laughs> here on blast, Ikea. Everyone, everyone <laughs> gasps as 
Glass goes everywhere, pelting against the audience and onlookers alike. I'm gonna yell, Gary! (laughs) You hear Gary scream in pain. Stop rolling. And (laughs) even in the dimly lit, almost again, club-like floor of this part of the convention area, you can see that there's some blood. Immediately people yell, gasp, scream. Someone has the thought after a long pause to yell, Help! Help! You see suited security folks look over. I'm gonna, I'm and gonna begin slink quickly, oh, making their way over. I'm gonna try to slink away with people. <laughs> Roll your stuff. It's a failure. Seventy-six over thirty. <laughs> as you start slinking away, several of the audience onlookers, as they start to take in what's happening, they they go to his side and they try to see if he's okay. He seems just completely unconscious blood pours from the back of his head one of them looks up at you and as you slink away he says it's your friend <laughs> um as you as you disappear uh away and out of their sight Ouch. <laughs> where, that's, that's heavy where would you like to go you see you see security folks leaving their posts you see they have you know hands on earpieces talking into their cuffs as they make their way very quickly some jogging over to this disaster. I'm gonna head over to where the stairs are. We're gonna go to Prentice and Ryan in the bathroom. Ryan, you walk up to the bathroom door where you know Prentice went in, it is locked. Occupado. Ryan's gonna bang on the door and say, Prentice, Prentice. Yeah? Are you gonna open the fucking door? Uh, Prentice unlocks the door. You see Ryan out there and behind him, you know, you see a good crowd, the conga, the pool conga line is still going strong. Prentice pulls Ryan in and locks the door behind him. He's like, wardrobe malfunction. I can't hear anything on this. Anything going on? Yeah, you and I got to get going. We got a good lead on where Rowan might be, but we need to check it out before Fabian Fabian and the team. Prentice tries air drying it under the air dryers. Just, 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 Locks Ryan's going to say, just leave it. Uh, okay, just leave it. Let's go. No we got to, just, uh, we got to run. Um, Prentice just puts it in uh, his pocket. He doesn't leave it. Tiberius made a distraction. We need to capitalize on that and get moving. All right. Prentice follows Ryan out. Then we'll head towards the stairs. As the party floor begins to shift in energy completely, intention, almost all attention, is now toward the fallen form of Gary Korvac of Blue Origin. You can see that security is now in full swing. You see one of the large men across the way taking off his tuxedo suit rolling up his sleeves and he's looks like he's he's delivering CPR to the fallen and prone form of this man. And you see Tiberius, he looks haunted. Well, <laughs> you can tell me how he looks, Marconi, but he he definitely appears to be in a heightened Unwell. state. But he sees both of y'all jogging in from outside towards the towards the stairs as he begins to scale them himself. I'm also I'm also removing my tie. Oh shit, yeah. They'll never they'll never find you now. <laughs> Um, stealth mode. (laughs) You three are together now scaling the stairs. Anything y'all want to say as you jog up there? What'd you fucking do? Great distraction. Thank thank you. Did you kill that guy? I didn't do it. He did it. He did it. He did it himself. He was on top of a glass table. All right, murderer. (laughs) Yeah, people die. As you guys are running up the stairs, security is running down past you towards the floor and you hear this on your radios except for Prentice. 
Ford? Security is scrambling. Something's got them bothered. Confirm. Over. That would be our B team, doing what they do best. I am close and closing. There's no one posted. Moving. Over. Ford, say again. You three are now at the top of the stairs. Security is MIA. Windows accessible. I'm going in. Over. Ford, wait until B-team gets eyes on Cook. Acknowledge. I am almost there. Negative. They foobarred this and I'm going in now. Over. Stand by, Ford. Stand by until we get confirmation. Over and out. Shit, shit, shit. B-team, get in there and run interference. Move. You're now on the balcony. I'm going to bring you up there now. Paris is going to grab the, the gear and go on that on that order. Yep, good call. As you, again, you're at the top of the stairs when you hear this radio chatter between cell F, you see that a couple of the security guards that are posted up here, and there, there are a few, are looking down on the floor. One of them's talking into his cuff. Another one runs past you down the stairs that you just emerged from. You look around. There are many doors here leading to different suites. They're all numbered. Where would you like to go? Suite seven. You go ahead and... Real, real quick, so are, are all three of us up there? Yes. Okay. And you said there's one guard still over there by that door? There are security staff now leaning over mm-hmm. the the balcony, looking down at the convention floor, basically toward the fallen form of Gary Korvac. Mm-hmm. There are no real posted security at this point. It seems like most of them have run downstairs to assist. There's only two up here and neither of them are posted at any of the doors. These are open doors that lead to hallways. There are additional doors that look like they have suite numbers on them down those hallways. There are open double doors on the east side that you spotted before Tiberius. Gotcha. Okay, as as they're walking over to suite seven, uh, I'm just gonna whisper to, to them, go get eyes. And uh, I'm gonna walk the opposite direction and start yelling, Shelly, Shelly, you get out here right now. I am your father, and I do not approve of you coming to these kinds of parties. And I'm going to start yelling and and walking towards the other suites. Nice. Got it. So you start walking towards the western side. Mm -hmm. Now, question for the team. Prentice, Ryan, as you're making your way to the east side where, and there are signs that basically tell you where the suites are, so you know that's where suite seven is through those double doors down that hallway. As you're making your way, toward that direction. Are you going to wait for Paris? Are you going to wait for Tiberius to get some traction with his play? What is your plan? Prentice is following Ryan's lead because Prentice has no contact with anybody else. Okay, then Ryan, what is what is your plan? Are you waiting or are you going straight to Suite 7 to get eyes on Rowan Cook potentially? Um, Ryan will say, Fabian, we're approaching Suite 7, but we're not going in there without anything on us. Paris is on his way up with our gear, but I'm not. Get your man under control or there's nothing I can do. He's off comms. He's off comms. I understand, but but please, run in advance. Make sure, make sure there's no security heading in. We're good. We got that part handled. Ryan's going to move to close the double doors behind him and then also say, Paris, we're through the double doors on the east side once you get up here. When you emerge, Paris, from the hallway, the convention floor is... Definitely, the energy is very different. Lights have come on, fairly bright. Folks are standing around. There's a large crowd on one part of the floor. You watch as one of the 
security gentleman speaking into his cuff hurriedly is is jogging down the staircase nearest to you. Do you head straight on up? Yeah, and overcomes. I'm like, what the fuck did you guys do? You make your way up. <laughs> Ryan will say, <laughs> I'll say, Tiberius killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> You just, hear, you just hear me yelling. <laughs> Tiberius, new guy, huh? You make your way over to the to the west side as as Paris says, "New guy, huh?" And this is going up the stairs, and uh, you're yelling for Shelly, one of the security guys on this side who's looking down at the convention floor, glances up at you, frowns. I'm I'm gonna continue just to kind of be a loud asshole, see if I can get more attention drawn towards me. Can we get a Wilhelm scream well, we- on on? Uh- Tiberius's guy landing. Yeah. Stop. Yes, <laughs> in that landing. Deep. It's Paris. not my fault. He critically <laughs> failed. <laughs> you see Tiberius yelling, and he he's walking through one of the hallways on the western side, out of your view, and he's banging on the walls and on the doors, yelling for Shelley. You watch one of the security guys just slowly amble. Uh, he's set. Obviously, says something to his cuff. He peeks in and starts walking slowly after Tiberius as you get to these double doors. What would you like to do? I'm going to go through the double doors and then uh, say, I think I like the new guy. Ryan and Prentice are right there waiting for you. Ryan drops the bag. Uh, well, closes the doors. Ryan doesn't drop the bag because Paris is the one hold, holding the bag. Yeah, that uh, makes more that's sense. That's the character that I play. <laughs> that's the character game. you play. Yeah. Uh, so he closes the doors behind him. Is there a lock on the door? No. No, okay, just close the door, puts the suit, the duffel back on the ground, unzips it. Sorry, I was too into character there. It wasn't anything personal, just so you know. (laughs) Well, if you still want your pistol, it's in here. That's good. Uh, Prentice checks it. It's a revolver. Um, It's loaded, and it's got a rosary on it. And he puts it in his waistband. Ryan's going to say... Roll your luck. Just kidding. (laughs) Ryan's going to say, you might as well keep that out. Fabian's losing his shit in our comms. Fuck. Um, Ryan's going to grab his gun as well and head towards the door for Sweet 7. It's got a a magnetic uh, key card lock. It's a burnished door. Looks quite fancy with a Sweet 7 plaqued upon it. How kickable does it look? Not kickable at all. Paris puts his gun in his belt pocket and pulls out one of the the tasers and kind of moves a little bit away from the double doors. Just to... Is the door... Actually, checks the door for Sweet 6. Is that... Is that unlocked? Both of them have key card locks on them. Oh, yeah, never mind then. What kind of wall is this? Uh, it is a normal wall. I, I don't know how to... Juggernaut! Is it, is it, is it drywall? <laughs> Juggernaut. Or is it concrete? It is part drywall and it has wooden wainscoting. Okay, so kickable. <laughs> sure. Ryan's going to go up to see if the door's unlocked. If it's not, then he'll use his key card to go in. It's locked, so you scramble and produce that key card that uh, Fabian gave you back in the Vagabond Inn, the one embossed with Severn Hyper and uh, the Space Tech Expo logos. And you flash it in front of the mag- magnetic lock, hoping it will open the door. A light shines green and you hear a click, a loud click. And it explodes. Ryan, Ryan's going to turn to Paris saying, you ready? Let's move. This, uh, Cox's revolver. All right. Ryan's going Ryan's gonna to open the door in a kind of like not enter the room way, but kind of push it open with his arm, but kind of keeping to the side. Does that make sense? Paris. I love it. Shielded by the door frame, but open so we can kind of see. Paris says, let me take point. Once Ryan has the door open, he he uh, 
goes in. I, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not trained in how, uh, appropriately enter a room in the situation, but I imagine that Paris is. Paris definitely is. Paris clear. Paris moves to clear the room. How's that? Yeah, Ryan, you go ahead and open the door, keeping your body outside in the hallway as you do so, and Paris just barrels in. All right, we're going to get back to you three in just a second. Ryan will smirk and say, fool, under his breath. <laughs> you close the door. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you close the door. Well, I'm going to get a tadpole in my brain. Uh, sucks for you. Well, I'm so- beelining to the women's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got some cleaning to do. Front um, and back. So you, you're you're yelling and knocking on doors and walls uh, through this hallway, and you hear behind you, "Sir, sir!" Turning, you see a large slab of a man, bald, bearded, tattooed in a tuxedo. He's Seven walking per- walking purposefully towards you. How kissable is his lips? Uh, one second. You're gonna Bugs Bunny this for real. It looks like he's been, I mean, these are not natural lips. He's been getting some injections, but that being said, purposefully getting them, you know, very kissable uh, through his choices of cosmetic surgery. Yes. Optimized for kissing. Yeah. 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 Great. Perfect. He's cybered for kissing. I'm just going to (laughs) continue to uh, just knock on the doors and yell for Shelly. He begins jogging towards you and he says, sir. I'm sorry, do you have a daughter? Sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to calm down right now. I asked you a question. Do you have a daughter? Sir, you're gonna come with me? No, you're gonna come with me. We're gonna find my Shelly, and then then right, I'm go gonna- Go ahead and roll roll your unarmed, please. Hi-ya! What a, a success, 31 out of 40. Well done. <laughs> All right, this, this massive uh, beef slab reaches out with two calloused hands to grab you. You just jump out of his reach uh, dexterously. You're welcome to do one of two things, continue to move out of his reach, or you could even fight back. I'm gonna walk backwards and and say, all right, I'll leave, all right? Just don't touch me. I need you to get off of this floor right now, sir. Return to the first floor. He says, I'm going, I'm going, all right? Sorry. As you as you walk past him back towards the stairs, he follows very closely behind you. I uh, keep walking and I'll head to a, a bar. Got it. So you go, you go down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to... Does he follow me down the stairs? He stays at the head of the stairs and watches you. Okay. Go back to our other three because this happens exactly the same time. Again, the door swings open. Paris darts inside. This is what you see. The door opens to a small black marble foyer. This expands into a sumptuous living space. The entire facing wall that is that opposite of your entrance is a curved plate glass facade. This peers out and over the other side of Long Beach. There's a lavish set of deep green chase lounges, exquisite modern rugs, an assortment of modern light fixtures. These all dot the large area. It's quite chic. To your left, there's a brutalist concrete bar. It's obviously well-stocked with fine spirits, but the opulence of the suite is subjugated completely by the figures standing in the center of all of this living arrangement. This captivates all three of you. 
as you peer inside. You see Agent Ford first. His imposing bulk, it's stretched unnaturally rigid. His back is curved at a disturbing angle as if he's both attempting to violently lean away while simultaneously being pulled towards something by his belt buckle. His hands are around his own throat. His face is fixed with an unmoving fury. You see that his booted toe tips are barely touching the carpeted floor and he almost appears to be floating, motionless. He's dressed in black tactical gear and covered in an obscene amount of Liefeld-esque pouches. A suppressed submachine gun lies at his feet. On the ground near Ford is a confusing menagerie of pulped gore, intricately twisted with long sheaves of feathered matte gray metal. The top of a skull appears to have sprouted sturdy strips of thin material at semi-consistent angles, like the preserved Argentine rays of a dead sun. These splayed fans of otherworldly, illuminous blooms, they intermingle with additional remains, which all appear to have convulsed and produced the bizarre sequence of gory sculptures. A half-intact ribcage, a pelvis, assorted unrecognizable limbs, they all interweave with the synthetic petals. The impossible corpse is clearly that of Rowan Cook. Judging from the expression on his half-destroyed face, his death was excruciating. Now between Ford and Cook is something else. A hovering silhouette of a torso, shimmering and flickering. Though no light source in the room appears responsible, it's as if constant camera flashes surround an inky, incomplete and featureless shadow snapping photographs again and again from all angles. You hear soft, thin, electric cracklings that accompany this oscillating vision. Although this silhouette has no perceivable depth, you absorb this scene and you feel that it is somehow turning towards you upon your entry, turning towards you to regard you. A child's voice emerges from this ever-changing pattern, this floating shadowed torso that is illuminated by some unknown light source. This child's voice emerges. It's marred by a distortion that seems to come from inside your own heads. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. Before you can react, you hear a deafening clap. You feel the air in the room turn hot as you are pulled towards this entity, Ford, and the destroyed body of Cook. Roll your dexterities, please. Actually, athletics or dexterity, whichever is higher. Like three of us, right? Yeah, Tiberius, this is uh, going to be something different for you as it's going to happen in a second. But we don't have to do that. We just keep going. Fuck me. <laughs> Critical failure. That's bad across the board. Just uh, a regular failure for me. I got my first failure of the night. Fuck me. Uh, it's a bad one to fail on. All three of you are pulled inextricably towards this scene. Ryan, you fall forward, nearly stumbling upon Paris, who flies forward as well, his belly smashing against the carpeted floor. Prentice, you first slam against the doorframe, and then you're, again, brought inside and you fall on top of Paris. There's a great stinging pain in your right shoulder. You hear a snap. You see the shadow collapse in on itself into swirling nothingness, and Ford's body 
is brought towards it at the same time you three are, well, head over heels moving into the room, unbidden, basically. His body snaps forward savagely. You watch it contour and twist as if it's also traveling the distorted and spiraling path of that shadow singularity that just disappears. What comes out the other side of that impossible point in space is a sudden blossom of flesh, bone, and metal flowers. A gruesome, destroyed version of Ford, blistered and horrifically ulcerated by these fan-like splays of gunmetal florets. Roll your sanities from a natural place. Time to lose my shit. Why was it an Argentine son? <laughs> Not the country. Silver. Oh. Oh. Yeah. All right. Raise your hand if you missed it. Totally. Hey, you get, hear? Hey, hey guys, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Chris. Uh, I'll project if I if I may. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah no, Are you gonna ask this, Chris? No, because we're about to end the night. You hear an accompanying thunderclap that echoes from the main party room, a floor down, at nearly exactly the same time. You hear desperate screams from men and women there that begin to rise in a chaotic chorus. Yeah, you, you said that every time I've stopped for gas and changed my diapers. I bring this up now because you were about to see a sign on the highway for a rest stop. Reaching the others in Gopnik, and your sidearm is our primary objective. However, it has become increasingly clear to me that you are not yet ready to face them. There are certain features at this particular locale that you will be able to take advantage of that will better equip you to face our opponents. Uh, yeah, there's a sign. Gateway Scenic Rest Area. Take the exit and find a parking spot, Relic. There are energetic potentials here that you must harvest to our advantage. Yep, I'm on it. Relic, once you have parts, it is important that you follow my next instructions exactly as I state them. Don't I always do that? If that is yet another of your attempts at humor, I refuse to acknowledge it. It's not. What do you want me to do now? Relic, the Gateway Scenic Rest Area was named by an expansive but unimaginative intelligence. Here, esoteric geometries between convergences are simpler to resolve. Local confluences mean that you may be able to enter the earthly planar gene space and bring back a tool to assist us in our confrontation with the others, Gopnik, and your side arm. I must warn you, Relic. Though the earthly planar dream space will be insubstantial to your inadequate senses, the dangers posed there are very real to your corporeal existence. You must follow my instructions exactly. This, uh, 
this like when we visited the um the past no it is entirely different and should be considered a unique beat in the branching web-like narrative of your post shit existence uh, okie dokie before we enter the earthly planar dream space you must attend to the work this will allow time for me to prepare your first instruction yep not a problem You've just listened to another episode of Sorry Honey, I Have to Take This. Let's keep these segments rolling by greasing up the shuddering and outdated machinery behind the audio escape you've come to expect every week. Visit coffee.com forward slash sorry honey to provide direct support to the show. And come pop into Discord to passionately present the psychological traumas visited upon your minds by the subject matter you've all experienced. You can get there through an aggregation site called linktree forward slash sorry honey and find a few other content links there as well to boot. Keep telling others and infecting them. Word of mouth is the most powerful support you could ever provide the show. Thank you again for listening. Uh, every other week, Relic. But sufficient enough. Now, Relic, I will guide you to the earthly planar dream space via the routes of lighter and deeper slumber. Recline your seat. Close your eyes and follow my instructions exactly. Sure, just uh... Okay, what next? Create a picture in your mind. A stairway. This stairway stretches down through a dense and near silent forest. You are slowly but deliberately taking each step down.